Welcome to Mind Love, episode 138. Today's episode is all about how to stay aligned while staying informed. We live in a, a world of resonance, and we also live in a world of causation and impact with other people. It's a really quite magnificent experiment that we're all participating here on where we get to create our reality, but others also get to create their reality, which is what makes it so unique. And you can, everything is not just airy, fairy, peaches and cream in this reality. We have darkness and we have light. And so part of this real spiritual journey, in my opinion, is being willing to look at the darkness, being willing to look at the destruction and the other more negative influences that are happening and knowing when you're being manipulated and knowing when things are happening that are you know, based on a resonance of domination and control uh, and disempowerment and, and being able to take your power back from that. Turn up your frequency with Mind Love. Bite-sized brain hacks for seekers, dreamers, and doers. It's time to give your mind a little love with your host, Melissa Monti. Hi, friends and wild people. First off, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please hit the subscribe button. More subscribers means even better guests and tons more value. Plus, it helps me grow the show so more people can find it. And if you ask me, everyone could use a little more mind love. If you've been feeling overwhelmed or depressed or even hopeless at times, you are not alone. 2020 has been crazy. It feels like the energies of the world are at war, and they kind of are. It's hard to know what's real anymore and what's just driven by politics. And that itself can be distracting and confusing and kind of infuriating. But lately I've been asking myself, what if it doesn't matter? What if it doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong? What if it doesn't matter if there's a deeper agenda or if we're all being played? I mean, sure, it matters enough to do air quotes right now. But what I mean is... What if I don't need to find all the answers to show up in my highest vibration each day? If you're anything like me, you're thinking, um, Melissa, of course these answers matter. We need to know what the fluff is going on in the world. And I get it. When there are holes in any story or something doesn't add up or we get contradicting information, I go into manic research mode. Seriously, I'm like Doc in Back to the Future, but with way better hair. Actually, probably more like Carrie in Homeland, but just undiagnosed. For weeks, I was just watching those COVID numbers rise. And then I was finding all the censored documentaries and reading up on viruses and seeing who had patents for what and who was profiting off the strategy and looking into the causes of past riots, noticing how the media was influencing behaviors of the masses. And do you know what I found? That doing all that leads to major depression. Now you might be saying, but we have to stay informed. Yes, you're right and not at the sake of your alignment. So after a few weeks of doing things that just didn't feel helpful to my own mental health or my body, I completely pivoted. I stopped focusing on what is wrong with the world and started focusing on what is right in my life. What you're focusing on right now is what you're expanding. So when I was focusing on how screwed up everything is, I kind of stopped being able to see anything else. Your thoughts create your vibration. And your vibration will attract thoughts that will help you maintain your current vibration. So if that's low, you're staying low. And all it does is leave you physically and emotionally depleted. 
You have to consciously get out of that spiral. You have to take full 100% responsibility for the creation of your reality. So if staying informed is a detriment to that, you may need more self-care along the way. And just as important is learning to make your intuitive voice louder than your fear. Information should be empowering, not disempowering. So how do we find that balance? And that's what we're talking about today. This is another one of those episodes that just felt so uplifting and inspiring, like we were old friends shooting the shit over coffee. And our guest is Janelle Krista. She's a Hollywood coach and creator of Conscious Entertainment. Janelle believes that happiness is a choice. And I get it. Making that choice is tough in the face of so much polarizing chaos. A massive shift in consciousness is happening all around the world right now, and we get to be alive for it. So you have to ask yourself, will you come out of this crisis smarter, stronger, and more powerful? Or will you crumble with all the old systems that aren't working for us anymore? So that's what we're talking about today. And three key things we will learn are how your focus is shaping your reality, how to get out of your reptilian brain, and how to take back control of your energy. But before we dive in, do you wish you could have your own little mindset coach in your pocket every single morning? Just sign up for the Morning Mind Love for daily inspirational messages right to your inbox. I get messages from people every single day about how the Morning Mind Love is their favorite way to start their day, or that the message that came through is exactly what they needed to hear. It's kind of like your own personal inspiration oracle. Just visit mindlove.com and sign up right there on the homepage. Plus, you'll get some amazing free gifts when you do, like a free guided binaural affirmation meditation designed to rewire your brain to your highest self. And you'll get one of my favorite tools, a booklet of my personal power lists to help you gain clarity and live each day with intention. And it's all completely free. Just go to mindlove.com to sign up. Or if you're out and about, text the word MORNING to 33777. That's MORNING to 33777. And now let's welcome Janelle Krista to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you, Melissa. So I'm really excited about today's interview because I feel like it is the content we're going to go over today is so necessary for everything that's going on in the world. I resonate with being an empath. And every time I've done any episodes on being an empath, I get so many people that reach out and they're like, oh my gosh, I thought I was crazy. So first to start out, what is your story and how did you start uh, studying spirituality and really focusing on energy protection and all of that? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I've always been into spirituality in the sense that even when I was a little girl, you know, I had all sorts of imaginary friends and my imagination was really big. And I I believe that imagination is the gateway into our higher consciousness. So that's always been a very special uh, aspect of my life and my upbringing and my safety net. Uh, But as I got older, you know, I was very highly sensitive and I started to really think that that was a curse because I kept hearing from all these authority figures and external figures that um, I was too sensitive. I was too sensitive. I was too sensitive. And I started to, in a way, shut that sensitivity down. And that brought up a whole other (laughs) set of things happening. But even though I shut it down as far as like, I maybe wasn't seeing things or as in tune spiritually as 
I had been before, I was still experiencing an overload and onslaught of other people's emotions. This was a really big part of my life. And I started to realize that not, not everybody experienced that. And so I started looking into ways that I could protect myself energetically. And that really was, um, and it continues to be the foundation of, of my spirituality, of of really, really tuning into my own sovereignty and where I begin and where you start and where you end and where I begin and really being able to work with that on an energetic level to feel really connected and protected and grounded and centered. And I think that as a human being, you know, as a spiritual vessel, combining those two together, it really, really starts with knowing how to feel protected and, and knowing how to be really safe within your own skin. One thing I've noticed is it's really easy to feel safe when you already feel safe. <laughs> and that sounds dumb, but when you're scared, it's hard to shift yourself back into that feeling of safety. And one life experience I had was as a suicide and crisis counselor. And one of the first things they taught is the people calling in are in crisis mode, meaning they're in fight or flight, or they're in the reptilian brain, which is something that you talk about in your book. So I want to know, what does the role of the reptilian brain serve? And how do we move through it to get to a place where we can find alignment with our energies? Yeah, absolutely. So this is actually kind of funny. I, I love you brought this up because I've never really talked about this before, but, um, well publicly, but, uh, <laughs> there's like, this is, um, there's like 14 million people in the world that are in the, across America actually that believe that the world is run by reptiles, um, like actual literal reptiles. And so I'm not, <laughs> and so I'm not going to get into an argument of whether that's true or not, but, I, I do believe, though, that it may actually be more so than that, because really, we have this reptile part of our brain, which is the first part of the brain that really, um, you know, is created when we're uh, in the womb, and it's the oldest part of the brain, and it's really our survival part of the brain. So, you know, if you're out in the wild and a bear is chasing after you, you get activated with fear. And you get adrenaline and you have all of these different things that go on from this reptile part of the brain. And it does that to protect you. And so fear, you know, although in the spiritual world, you know, a lot of people will say things like, oh, choose love over fear. Well, that's great. But fear actually does have a pod positive side to it as well. If we didn't have fear, we wouldn't be alive. We, we literally wouldn't have survived because we would have been eaten up by that bear. So I really tried to work with people recognizing that reptile part of the brain and go, okay, like, are you being run by the, a reptile in your life? Is the, is the government and the world being run by reptiles? Well, maybe, maybe because we're, we're living in that kind of reptilian state of fear and anxiety. And how can we acknowledge that and recognize it and give it the love and support that we need and go beyond the threshold of fear? I am so amazed that you just brought that up right now because uh, so there's a lot of different theories going around and I just, with all of the back-to-back -back traumatic things that are happening in our world, I'm the kind of person that's like, there's something underneath this. Or if the narrative changes, I'm like, 
there's something else going on. And I don't just do things because people tell me to. So I'm always looking into what's being censored right now from the internet. Because <laughs> I feel like those things aren't for to protect us or public safety that we're not allowed to absorb this knowledge. Otherwise, that would be the case for so many dangerous things out there. <laughs> but anyways, I've been looking into just a lot of different things. And I only recently realized how many people think that the government's being run by reptiles. And as I was reading that part of your book, that was the first thing that came into my mind too. I'm like, wonder if this is metaphorical. <laughs> like some people see the visuals as, as broader. I don't know. I haven't looked into it enough. If somebody's out there that's listening, that's like, no, seriously, this world is run by a reptile. <laughs> I don't know about that. So teach me. But um, anyways, I'm really, I'm just really glad that you brought that up because I think that one of the things that's really been at the front of my awareness lately, you know how when you're supposed to get a message from the universe, it comes at you from all of these different directions? Well, one of those is fear and how, you know, sometimes in spirituality, fear is shamed in a way. And lately in my spiritual teachings, it's really been brought to my attention that no, there's, there is a good amount of fear and it can redirect us. And especially in the case of physical danger, that's there for a reason. So instead of resisting all of these different things that we're like taught are bad, what if we integrated it in a way that's healthier? Because not only is that going to drop our energy around it, I have always been someone who's prioritized wellness. Well, at least what I understood about it at the time, which has definitely evolved. But now I live in a town where some of my conveniences just aren't as accessible as when I lived in LA. Then I found Aloe Moves and my whole experience changed. I've been an avid yogi for 16 years, but frankly, I am just underwhelmed by most online yoga. Their flows are either too easy or not varied enough. Well, Aloe Moves has everything. Of course, they have an endless selection of beginner content, since that is the category most people fall into, but they even have advanced and yoga teacher-focused content. They are the only online platform that I can find that I can narrow down the time that I'm looking for precisely. Like, I have 38 minutes today. What you got? <laughs> they have something for every mood. Trying to get a good sweat? Try their award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, hit classes, or reformer Pilates workouts with or without weights. Or find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and even journaling for those quiet moments. And when it comes to sleep, it's just as important as fitness and nutrition. Ever since I watched The Art of Sleep on Aloe Moves, I've been falling asleep faster and staying asleep longer. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code MINDLOVE for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code MINDLOVE. alomoves.com code MINDLOVE. If there's one topic that keeps coming up in my women's circles, it's our hormones. Frankly, I think that between years of birth control or beauty products that mess with endocrine function, a lot of us are just out of whack. EstroControl is a formula developed by Happy Mammoth, a supplement company dedicated to making women's lives easier. It has science-backed herbal extracts that help support hormonal health, especially in women who suffer from PMS. The way EstroControl eases PMS is pretty interesting. The ingredients support the liver, and that's where our hormones get processed, especially estrogen. So when the estrogen isn't processed well in the liver... 
Women may start having PMS, spots on the skin, they get cravings, they feel low all of a sudden. Estro Control was created to help women feel like themselves all throughout the month because PMS can basically rob us of a week of our lives every month. Totally not fair. Estro Control is made specifically for women who are premenopausal, so it's perfect for women that haven't entered menopause yet. And in fact, it's amazing for perimenopause when hormones start to fluctuate and PMS can turn into a beast. I have been relearning myself postpartum. I just started my period again when my baby was 10 months and I forgot how wild these hormone changes can be. I wanted something to just maintain optimal hormone levels and help with mild mood swings, and Estro Control is perfect for this. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com with promo code MINDLOVE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use promo code MINDLOVE for 15% off your first order. Instead of resisting all of these different things that we're like taught are bad, what if we integrated it in a way that's healthier? Because not only is that going to drop our energy around it, well, that, (laughs) it's going to drop our energy around it and it's going to allow us to move through it with a lot more grace than just being like, oh my God, is this fear? How do I get rid of it? Right. Yeah. It's so I, I love that you brought that up because that's been something that I know I personally have struggled with throughout my whole life, not just with fear, but, you know, with any kind of limiting or imprisoning emotion or belief, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just want to get rid of it. I don't want it. I'm going to detach from it. I don't want it to be a part of my life or a part of this experience. And so I'm disowning it. But really the real deep work comes from not disowning it, but actually leaning into it, which sounds terrifying. It's like, oh my God, leaning into fear, leaning into depression or, or anger, rage or, or violence or whatever it is, but leaning into that state and seeing what kind of feedback it has to offer you. And it's remarkable because, you know, all of every emotion that we experience, we we live in a a world of, of, you know, duality of parallels of black and white. And so there's always going to be a positive side to it, no matter what it is. I'm going through this with my three-year-old right now. We're, um, We're talking about love and hate, and he's just become obsessed with this idea. He's like, okay, so hate is when the love is gone. And, but, you know, I'm trying to explain to him and he gets it like, yeah, but you can't really experience love, you know, in this realm without having an idea of what that looks like. You know, it's like Khalil Gibran, uh, one of my favorite writers wrote the book, The Prophet. And in it, he talks about how the deeper I, I carve the sorrow, the more joy I'll be able to feel. And that's really how I've tried to balance out my life. <laughs> and I really try to look at this world that we live in that has both darkness and light. And so by leaning into that fear, we can access just this gateway into this tremendous range of emotion and depth of humanity. And it's really quite profound. One thing that I I don't know if I the struggle with is the right word, but it's been on my mind is when we have something in aware, our awareness or when we're focusing on something, oftentimes that expands, right? Well, 
there's so many things going around us where there's like this threat of this part of our evolution. And one example that is brought up a lot is 5G. There's thousands of studies of the negative sides of 5G. And so there's a lot of fear. And then other people that are like, well, this isn't even in my awareness. And I was talking with my friend Sahara Rose the other day, and we were talking about how like, well, what if we don't succumb to that fear? And so it doesn't affect us. And she's saying how one of her friends is like all into it and basically like bubble wrapping himself in all these 5G protective things. And I even have like a Q-Link 5G protective EMF necklace. And she's like, I don't even, I don't feel it. And maybe it's because I just don't believe it's going to affect me. And you had a part in your book uh, around psychic attacks that was kind of along that same concept of a spiritual teacher being like, well, if you think you can be attacked psychically, then it can happen. But you're like, but it goes deeper than that. So I'm curious about what your thoughts are on that. Is it, do we need to be protecting ourselves against things or does that make us more susceptible to it? You know, I think that it's both. We live in a a world of resonance and we also live in a world of causation and impact with other people. It's a really quite magnificent experiment that we're all participating here and where we get to create our reality, but others also get to create their reality, which is um, what makes it so unique. And you can go you know, deep into that in regards to, well, what is that? That is the gift of free will, which is the greatest gift that we possibly have. And that said, when we live in a realm of free will, we can make our choices, we can have our beliefs, but other people can have their beliefs and their choices. And we're allowing them to do that because you know, there is free will in this world. And so there's different kinds of frequencies that are interacting with each other and and moving together. So yes, I do believe in regards to 5G, I believe that, yeah, perhaps we could begin to go a little bit deeper into that and find more positive frequencies to be able to connect us and, you know, drive cars and work with all the different artificial intelligence and everything that uh, 5G wants to do. But we also, it also can be used like a weapon. It can be, uh, we haven't done the real safety studies. And I think really what a lot of this world that we're in, everything has been moving so fast. We've been going through this amazing space race of, of technology and innovation, and it's been so incredible, but it's been so, so fast that we haven't really taken the time to appropriately look at how these things are impacting us and really take responsibility in that and and really slow down enough to make sure and ensure that we're taking care of each other. So yes, you know, we have to be able to protect ourselves and that might look like wearing a 5G necklace or wrapping yourself in tinfoil or whatever while we all begin to work together uh, to figure out how we can create technology that's going to be helpful and healthful. However, I do believe, and I see this a lot in the spiritual realm and the spiritual world, that people can bypass what's right in front of them because they're like, oh, well, I don't believe it. And it's just like what we we're talking about. Well, you might not believe it consciously, but there might be this unconscious part of your brain, this reptile part of your brain or, you know, if you want to get really esoteric, there might be other lifetimes where you did. And uh, those are impacting you and we're all impacting each other. And so bringing a greater consciousness is really what matters the most, protecting yourself as much as you can. Um, and there are, you know, 
whether we like to admit it or not, like everything is not just airy fairy peaches and cream in this reality. We have darkness and we have light. And so part of this real spiritual journey, in my opinion, is being willing to look at the darkness, being willing to look at the the uh, destruction and the other maybe more negative influences that are happening and knowing when you're being manipulated and knowing when things are happening um, that are, you know, based on a resonance of domination and control. So, uh, and disempowerment and, and being able to take your power back from that. So it's, you know, it's a long conversation and we could talk about this for forever, but my stance on it is that you do whatever you can to protect yourself always and, you know, cover all of your bases and in the meantime, work to bring greater light into more controversial subjects and topics, because just because you believe something isn't going to happen is not going to save you (laughs) in the end of the day, your choices are going to save you. It's such a good point because it's like, if you have no knowledge about nutrition information and you believe that eating fast food every single day isn't going to do any harm to your body, you might not be able to see those things, but doesn't mean it's not affecting your energy and your heart and your vital organs. And the same goes for something a little bit more spiritual or self-development-y around like limiting beliefs or childhood trauma. You might not be thinking about that one thing that happened to you as a child every single day, but you don't realize that it might be affecting your relationships or how you put yourself out there, how you show up in the world. So these things, the awareness that we bring is usually the first step to actually making a conscious choice to take back control of our lives and let, instead of letting these things silently run our subconscious. And I think those things go to our inner selves just as much as it goes to speaks to what's happening around us. It's like the more that I look into our food laws or our pharmaceutical laws or how laws get made or mm-hmm. or now that I don't consider myself to be with a political party, now all of a sudden I don't have this confirmation bias. I'm like watching everything play out from the outside and I'm able to see things that I wasn't able to see when I was just like, I am a liberal Democrat, so this is how I'm going to be. So yeah. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. I love that you are talking about that. And I, I see that transformation happening within the, you know, around the world. And it's, it's, a, it's amazing. I mean, it's just so very, very, very exciting because we do, we get stuck in the limitations of our, of our beliefs and in our unknowing. I love that you brought up the food because it's so true. Like so many people across America, like they really might not know what they're doing to their bodies. That doesn't mean it's not doing it, you know? And so it's kind of on some level, those of us that do recognize these things, it's our job to bring light to it, you know, and help people recognize and realize what they're doing and, and, uh, and, and bring greater health and, and well-being into the world. And so those of us that are recognizing that maybe there are some things that are happening on a bigger picture and a bigger scale with government or with, you know, 5G or pharmaceuticals or whatnot, then we can bring light to it. And even if we seem a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago, I did this exercise where I tried to list all of my beliefs about myself and the world, which can take a really long time because it's everything. And I remember trying to do this exercise a long time ago. And then recently, for some reason, I felt called to be to do it again because so much of 
so many of my beliefs have changed over the years because, you know, when you're on a path of growth, <laughs> one, yeah. you're a whole different person from one to the day to the next. But what's coming up for me a lot, just because we are living in such a, a chaotic time and uncertain time, like things around us are just not as we've ever experienced them before. And I'm realizing how many beliefs about the world don't need to be there at all. And you brought to light one in your book that I really just thought, I like reread it and I was like, oh my gosh, such a good point. And it was about how like the banking systems, how we just, they've convinced us to let them hold our money, which makes sense in a lot of ways. We're like, yeah, sure. I don't want a bunch of cash in my house. And it's just for, we only get about a 1% interest from it. But when we want to borrow money from them, it's like 24 to 124%. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's totally unfair. They're making billions of dollars off of holding our money. And so it's like these little tiny things. I'm not saying that means to pull all your money out of a bank, but it's just acknowledging that that's a belief that that's just a regular thing that we do. And that maybe we could envision a world that could be better. And I bring that up because right now I think especially with everything going on, there's an upcoming election. There's, uh, there's so many people that have been saying to me, you know, this is the last time the presidency is going to be the way it is, or there's going to be some huge shifts in our government. A lot of our, my intuitive friends have said something along these lines. And then some people are like, well, this also could be like the apocalypse or whatever. But it's like, what I've been trying to focus my attention on, instead of fearing what the worst case scenario is that could happen, just knowing what I could do right now here in this moment. And for me, one of those steps was my 5G necklace. Another one is meditation and trying to learn new protective energy strategies. But then other things that I've been doing have been really visualizing based on the beliefs that I believe that the world needs to be right now, or the, the world just is and always has been, and there's never been a change how could it be better? And playing with my imagination in that way. And I'm, and part of my, me believes that that's a form of visualization. And if more of us did that, then we'd even be more likely to have a positive outcome because all of a sudden our brains aren't stuck in the old patterns. We're envisioning something new, which is really a lot of what startup culture is. So I'm curious about how do you feel about the future and and how to approach it right now so that we're not stuck in fear. And now for another episode of Lies We've Been Told About Our Health. We've all heard we need eight glasses of water a day, right? Well, hydration isn't actually about water intake. It's about the balance of water and electrolytes so that our bodies are actually absorbing the water instead of just passing it through. A lot of people go for those sugary sports drinks, but let's be real, those do more harm than good. I've found a better solution. Element. It's a zero sugar electrolyte drink that's all about effective hydration. Each pack gives you essential electrolytes like sodium and potassium without the unnecessary additives found in other drinks. The team behind Element includes experts in biochemistry and nutrition, so they really know what they're doing. And it's not just for everyday use either. Elite athletes and teams... 
Olympic weightlifters, CrossFit champions, Navy SEALs all rely on it too, which to me says a lot about its effectiveness. Here's what makes them really unique. They recently launched a hot chocolate line with flavors like chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. Ever since I went alcohol-free, I've been really intentional about luxurious, health-focused drinks so I can sit back and unwind while actually doing good for my body. And the Element Chocolate Chai is great for relaxing in the evening or warming up after winter sports. And you can try Element totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you'll get your money back, no questions asked. Receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through drinkelement.com slash mindlove. That's drinklmnt.com slash mindlove to get a free starter pack with any order. Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths a day. And get this, the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and in some cases up to 100 times more polluted, according to the EPA. And did you know that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths globally? So what's the solution? Two words, living intentionally. We have to take full responsibility for every area of our lives, including our health, which also includes our air. And that's why I love my air doctor. As a reminder, when you support my sponsors, you also support the show. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants, so your lungs don't have to. This includes pollutants like allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I live in the mountains, and our air is pretty great. When I drive home, I can witness myself rising above the cloud of pollution that covers the rest of Southern California. But I know that even in the mountains, my home traps in the contaminants that my family brings inside. Plus, just sleeping one night with my air doctor, I could actually feel the difference. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe-easy money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund, minus shipping. So head to Air Doctor Pro and use promo code MIND, and depending on the model, you'll get up to $300 off. You're saving up to $300. Lock this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code MIND. That's promo code M-I-N-D. How do you feel about the future and and how to approach it right now so that we're not stuck in fear? Yeah, yeah. I love everything you just said. It's so important and amazing. And thank you for uh, being willing to share your process and what you're going through. And um, I, I, I have to say, I think that both camps of your friends are right, you know? I do believe that it is the apocalypse because if you look at uh, the Greek original meaning of apocalypse, it literally means when the veils are lifted and when all truth is revealed. (laughs) So we are experiencing this mass awakening and we are experiencing the end of the world as we know it. This time has been prophesized about for forever and how exciting that we get to live in it and how exciting that we've also had visionaries from forever that have really envisioned this time and saw it happening and now we're living in it. And so now it's our job to really envision this future, this really, you know, virgin future of what we get to create. And I believe wholeheartedly and 100% in visualization. Visualization has helped me and healed me more than anything in the entire world. And specifically working with my future self uh, has has been my biggest spirit guide, if you will, um, in my entire life is by 
developing this relationship with my future self. And so I encourage everyone to do that. And if that sounds like a weird idea, like the only thing you really need to do is just go into meditation and call upon your future self. And you have millions of potential futures. And so you can pull from a positive future that's really amazing and incredible and optimal, or you can also pull from a future that's more imprisoning and limiting and you can get their hindsight and their truth. And so you can have more informed decisions on, on how you want to live your life and move into the future. And we can do that as a collective as well. So yeah, looking at the paradigm that we live within, we live in a paradigm of exaggerated ego, of extreme radical monotheism, of domination, control, and power over nature, power over people, uh, you know, supreme independence, this whole, like, I'm a winner mentality, like all of that, we can look at the world as it is and go, okay, how do I heal that? And where do I want to go from there? Well, rather than living from this state of ego, I want to live in a state of unity, you know, and we can look at how we got to this state of like, and ego is good too. Like that's, we all need uh, on some level, a sense of an ego. If we didn't have one, we would still be toddlers because we need to develop that sense of identity and personal identity. And so it's a positive thing, but when it gets so exaggerated that I am all that is, then we forget where we want to go. So, you know, imagining what that looks like to have a united world, what that looks like to have a healed government. You know, it's like, that seems like such a weird thing to even think about. It's hard to imagine a healed government, but how do I do that? And what does that look like? And can I look at masculine and feminine energies? And, and, you know, we've lived in a, a paradigm of severe chauvinism and chauvinism is not just male, female chauvinism literally means at its core that you are, I believe your group is superior over another. And so that starts with male, female, and then that goes into, you know, black, white, rich, poor, old, young, all that jazz. And so really working with healing what parts of myself are, are, you know, chauvinistic or buying into this mentality and, and working to create a marriage between the masculine and feminine energies and, and yes, visualizing all of these futures and visualizing them and understanding them and beginning to embody them, working with whatever energies you are holding on to instead of you that really keep you in this old paradigm and break free of them within yourself. Because what you were talking about earlier, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, finding this world of maybe what it should be or what we believe it should be, or really then you came to, or what it is, what it always has been and how do we get there? And so really that's what the truth is, is, you know, Finding truth is great, but breaking free of the illusion is where you find the real truth. I love that. And even as far as kind of counseling from your future self, I've been doing something really similar lately. And there was a concept that I've mentioned a few times on this podcast, but when I learned it, something about it just changed my life. And it was in Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And he talks about his invisible counsel. And he just knew a lot about different world leaders at the time, like Abraham Lincoln and, and all these different people. And so he'd sit there in his invisible counsel and be like, well, what would Abe do? What would this person do? What would this person do? And my husband and I talk about it a lot because the deeper you get to know somebody, the more you can actually integrate some of their decision-making process into your life. And to do that with your 
the your own versions of self. Teal Swan talks about how we're like basically particles of a bunch of different selves. And yeah. I've really been playing with the idea of integration lately. And you had talked about in your book, your inner circle of friends, including like your child self and all these different versions of us that live inside of us. And I'm curious, what role do they play in our lives? And how can we figure out how to integrate them better instead of like living through one dominantly? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that by developing a relationship with your, your inner circle of friends your unseen friends, these different aspects of yourself, you can create the life of your dreams. Uh, Tony Robbins says proximity is power. And I agree with that. He talks about, you know, you surround yourself with successful people. You'll, you'll, uh, you know, create success for yourself. Show me your friends, show me your future, but you know, taking that a step further proximity with your self and all the different selves that you have is really where you can find your deepest power. And so in my book, I get into the basics of who these beings are. And yes, you have your magical child self. That's that part of you, that younger part of you that is so in tune with imagination, that knows that they create reality, that sees the lava on the floor and the fairies in the tree and the auras around people. And they are so fiercely powerful and connected to all that is. And when we can tap into that imaginative part of ourselves, that pre-wounded part of ourselves, then damn. And that's not to say that we don't experience woundings, you know, at birth or in toddlerhood, but it's before we've had that real big wounding that kind of changes everything for us. So by developing that relationship with that magical part of yourself, you can really tap into your creativity and and in your magic and all of these wonderful things. Now if you haven't developed a relationship with your child self or wounded child self or your adolescent self, then more than likely they actually are running your life without you consciously being aware of it. And I know I might sound like an asshole right now, but if you haven't actually consciously decided to become an adult, then you aren't one. You literally are going back and forth between being a child and an adolescent. And so you know, by bringing them into your awareness and recognizing when they are running your life, then you can go in and work with that part of yourself and give them what they need. And so you can run your life as you as the adult want to. So there's so many different ways. And, you know, I mean, I love that in therapy in the modern world, the idea of an inner child is becoming so much more talked about uh, as a, as a real thing. Um, but the inner adolescent is the same thing. That's the part of us that is very, very absolute and black and white and right and wrong. And they're very, very powerful and they're extremely emotional. And we can go to that part of us as well, just as much as we do our our young child self. So uh, by developing these relationships with with these entities, as if they were actual entities, you can create more integration in your life and you can create a real transcendence into more higher realms of like, your higher self or your future self or your masculine self, your feminine self. And so you can call upon these different beings and be able to utilize their powers in the way that they're intended to. What I love about it is it's it's not just spiritual. It also has, it's like just realizing the power of the mind to bring out your own personality traits. And, and I think so many times in the spiritual world, there are people that just live in there in in that place, in the spirit, but we are in a physical existence right now. And so if we're only living in like the 
the spiritual realm and our heads always in the clouds. I think that's one of the reasons why in a lot of the spiritual Facebook groups I'm in, I see a lot of people saying like, why is it so hard for spiritual people to make a lot of money? Not in every case, but in many cases. And I remember sitting there thinking about that. And I was like, it was years ago. And I, I remember almost being like, wow, am I getting into the wrong field? But then I, I just had this download, I guess. And it was just like, no, that's, that's why you have to learn how to integrate that into the physical realm. And even just the other day, I had a friend over and, and we were talking about government and politics and stuff like that. And I was just like, he, he started to say something. He's like, but I don't know if I want to go there. It always causes something. And I was like, oh, I took the red pill a long time ago. He's like, well, I took the, he goes, I took the purple pill. And I was like, the purple pill. I was like, what are you on right now? But he was like, he was like, no, it's, it's a combination of the blue pill and the red pill. You've, you can't, if you just take the red pill, then you're not able to relate to anybody who's taken the blue pill. And that's where most people are living right now. And for those listening that don't understand what I'm talking about, it's a matrix reference of like, do you want the truth, the red pill, or do you want to just live in the ignorance is bliss state? And I was like, that is such a good point, especially for me, because so much of this podcast is me trying to, I love to relate to people and kind of meet people at their level and say like, this is what I believe. How can I explain it in a way that my Christian mother would understand or that this person that's total atheist, no spiritual beliefs at all can understand. So the more that we are figuring out like, okay, well, what's this side of me believe? What does this side of me believe? What does that person believe? And like figuring out how to bring those together instead of just going off into fairyland, as you called it, I think the more, the closer to truth that we'll actually get. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's taking everything and grounding it into the earth. And I have to say, like, if you're super busy in the spiritual realm and you're going like, oh, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be grounded because I've been there. I think I talked about that in Spiritual Ninja that at a certain point I was like offended if someone called me grounded because I was like, <laughs> I'm so spiritual. But the truth is, is like, really, what are you trying to hide from? Or what are you trying to deny or avoid by staying in that kind of a, of a fantasy realm? Because we are in the physical realm. And if you're not embodying, you know, your spirituality into your physical form, then you're just avoiding. And that's the truth. <laughs> and I might sound like I'm being harsh, but you know, it, it, it is really, really true. It's like, how do I bring this all back down to earth and here and connect it with all the other people and release all my judgment, you know, around all my quote unquote, like woke friends or non-woke friends or whatever, and, and bring us all together in a way that makes sense. Because, you know, I have so much to learn, so much to learn. And I get so much from other people with different perspectives. One of my best friends, he considers himself an atheist. And I laugh like to myself because he's like the most spiritual person I know, but he just <laughs> those words, you know, and had I just heard him say he was an atheist, uh, you know, and gone with that, not ever had any real deep conversations with him. I, I, I would have missed out on so much learning and so much perspective that he helped to awaken me to. So there's, you know, like, I feel like when we can break free of, of our beliefs and attitudes around what means what, 
and we can all come together, that's when you have real freedom. Right. And what I, what came up for me when you were talking about that is it's like, if you were to just be seeing him in that category of atheist, you might, might've missed this extra dimension of him. And I think that's, what's going on so much in our world right now, where, because there's so much divisiveness, we're seeing people as like, oh, that's the other side of my political beliefs. Like that's a Republican. I'm a Democrat, or that's a, somebody who supports BLM. And that's somebody who doesn't, and they're not seeing this and the, supporting cops and like all these things that are dividing us right now that we're forgetting to see the humanity and how we are all connected. And I think part of it is because social media, it's so easy just to create somebody as a caricature of their beliefs. Whereas when you're face to face with them, you feel their energy, you have a deeper connection that you might not even be aware of that exists. And so that's what I've been trying to put out in my morning email, the morning mind love is just like reminders of, of the humanity in ourselves. And, and when you feel judgment, how can you instead drop your shoulders and feel your chest expand and like visualize light radiating, radiating out of your heart and connecting you to this other person? Because this aggressive or offensive belief that you think is all that they are in that moment isn't really who they are at all. So many of the mistakes that we make here, I mean, none of the mistakes we make here are who we truly are. We are truly these divine beings having a physical experience. And so the more that we could just drop that <laughs> and, and connect on that level, I think the more that we'll grow and connect and be able to make the changes that we actually want to see in the world. And so I'm curious, what are you working through right now? Because these times are so chaotic and uncertain. And, and I know that we all are, are diving deep into different practices even more to just protect ourselves or to get through. So what's helping you right now? I think it's a basics right now and it might sound kind of boring, but I think it's, it's breath and it's water and it's food and it's movement. Um, and all of those things are moving energy through my body and working with different elements of the earth. And, uh, you know, of course it's meditation and I have, you know, had some incredible journeys through this process that have really helped to unwind me and help me. Uh, but really it's more than anything. It's just, it's those really foundational things of, of, you know, biohacking of exercising, of sleeping, of, of, you know, making sure that I'm getting the appropriate electrolytes, like all of those things that I know it sounds kind of, you know, just super basic, but I can't tell you how many people across America and across the world are not doing those things. And it's throwing us out of alignment. So, you know, connecting with the elements and connecting with nature, all of those things help to ground me and help me stay connected. And I, I try to invite other people in, along in the process with me because we live in a world where there's so much information just constantly being thrown at us and, and everything is so divisive. I mean, there's a narrative, that, a very large narrative at play here. We, we know that 90% of the media is owned by the same 15 corporations that are owned by the same six billionaires. So there that's like a whole lot of media with a few people directing where that media is leading us. And so really, you know, beginning to decipher through that and take the time to just turn it off and uncover what and discern what your truth is and what is the illusion and really start to embody your greatest superpowers of choice and love and will. And I mean, it's really, it's, 
that foundational. And I don't even want to call it basic because it's just, it's foundational. So that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been encouraging other people to do. Um, and, you know, beyond that, one additional thing is, is using all of this raw energy that is available to us and putting it into creativity or putting it into humor. And I've seen a lot of people do that. I mean, in 2020, I've seen like the best memes and YouTube videos ever. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, taking all of this passion and this anger and violence and all of these different, you know, energies and begin to channel them through you in a really positive, creative way to bring light and beauty into the world. That would be the, the, you know, the next step that I would tell people to begin working with once they're super grounded and connected. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because if you think about it, we are, if you are in fear, you are in that reptilian brain. And so you need to take care of yourself as though, as the basic animal needs, that's what that's triggering you to do. So those basic things first to make sure you're just taking care of your body and your energy. And then that extra layer of creativity is how to get out of that because it is hard to be creative when you're totally in fear. And so if you can play around with that and figure out what it takes to get you into that mindset, then you are also working to move yourself out of fear and into your light. So I love that. And so Anyways, for listeners that are really resonating with you and want to learn more about you and your book, where is the best place for them to connect with you online? Sure. Thank you. So uh, my website is kind of my hub. It has all of my different courses and books and everything on there, which is janellecrista.com, which is J-A-N-E-L-L-E-C-H. R-I-S-T-A.com. And I just barely released a brand new uh, free online course, which is, you know, it's a mini course. So take a couple hours. Uh, It's very near and dear to my heart. A good friend of mine, one of my best friends in the whole entire world uh, just passed away. and, And during his dying process, I I took him through this meditation that I've taken my clients through for years, which is, um, you know, getting you in touch with your most inner consciousness, your greater consciousness and your true essence and beginning to work with expanding that consciousness. And I took him through that process and, and it was one of the most magical moments ever. And, you know, he said he wished he'd done it sooner in his life. And so I heard that loud and clear and decided I was going to release this uh, little mini course to everybody just for free so they can have that as a gift. So that is available um, on my website now. So, uh, and then also Instagram, if anyone wants to say hello, I'd love to, I'd love to chat, um, which is just Janelle Krista on Instagram and uh, Janelle Krista Productions is my other account. All the links from this episode will be at mindlove.com slash 138. So I want to know, what are you doing to consciously create your reality this week? Reach out to me on Instagram and let me know the things that you are doing to maintain your alignment, because I think we all need to share more ideas, and I'll add them all to my Instagram story at mindlovemelissa. Think about it. Our brains already have that negativity bias. We have a natural tendency to seek out the negative. So when there's negative stuff going on all around us, that is why it is so easy to feel hopeless and depressed, and we forget the control we really have over our mindsets. So the hardest part is actually getting out of the low vibration, but once you're out of it, it's so much easier to maintain. It's kind of like working out. That's my husband's motto. He's always like, 
It's a lot easier to maintain being in shape than it is to get in shape. So the same goes for everything. It's difficult to think high vibrational thoughts when you're in a low vibration. That's one of the reasons that I have my power lists, which you get for free when you sign up for the morning mind love. It's basically a guide to create the list that will pull you into your higher vibration. And it's really powerful to create these when you're in a higher vibration or to listen to somebody else who is in a higher vibration as well so they can lend you some advice to getting out of your downward spiral. But you have to make the choice. And I get that that choice can be hard, especially when you're spiraling. But guess what's harder? Feeling hopeless every single day. Feeling stuck or unpurposeful every single day. You have to make the choice to get out of that. Nobody's going to make that choice for you. So I encourage you to make some choice today, whether it's just to get out of bed a little bit faster or it's to actually take action on that passion project you've been putting off for 11 years. So do something for you. Do something that moves you forward towards your higher purpose, whatever that may be for you. And if you need a little help getting those inspirational thoughts first thing in the morning, sign up for the morning mind love. That's what it's there for. You can sign up at mindlove.com or text morning to 33777. And when you sign up, not only will you get an inspirational message, kind of like a little horoscope from your higher self every single morning, you'll also get access to the power lists that I talked about and a powerful binaural affirmation meditation. I've had so many people reach out to me and say they listen to it every single day and it's made such a difference in their vibration. So sign up at mindlove.com or text morning to 33777. So thanks for giving your mind a little love today and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into your higher frequency with Mind Love. Head to mindlove.com for a free gift to keep your vibes up until next week. 